<laughs> I saw the best post a couple of days ago. There's a a couple Reddit forums I follow, and one of them, like I call, I follow a couple financial ones, and one of them is like a crypto kind of based one. And uh, somebody just wrote in there straight up went, you know, I'm pro- well aware I'm not going to make a lot of uh, make any money here, and I'm going to lose my money. He goes, I think I just like talking to you guys. <laughs> I was like, and somebody else just went, oh, this is yeah, this is just Mary Kay for dudes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Grown Up Christian. I'm Casey. I'm Sam. And I'm April. Yay. Yay. You're back again. <laughs> this yes. is your third appearance. Yeah, third time's a charm, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't around for the second one. Oh, I was yeah. Traveling, so. Well, I lucky, lucky for you, we have a treat for you today. Is, yeah, so in case you haven't heard some of the previous episodes, April, this is April Gloria, and she is a cosplayer, internet personality, and also my wife. Yeah, basically doing anything I can to not have an office job. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I, I can relate to that feeling. I mean, I'm not doing everything I can to not do it. I just... <laughs> <laughs> So if you need any suggestions, I got I got uh, suggestions if you want them. <laughs> yeah, how bashful are you? Mm, depends on how much money's on the line, really. How comfortable <laughs> are you with showing holes? Oh, very comfortable. Oh, well, then you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think men make the same amount. Uh, I mean, I don't even have to show that my holes. And I make, <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't you'll know. You'll be fine. I, I, I might have to pay people to... To see my holes. You know, Casey's, a, Casey's a pretty good photographer. So if that's you half the, the battle. Just right yeah. my b-hole, we might <laughs> be in business. Yeah, you you want to do a little boudoir shoot for Jill? I'd be happy to uh, <laughs> sure. to do it for you. I'll give it a shot. I, I mean, we could just make a calendar. I think that might be a good start. That That is that's, a thing. That's definitely a thing. Yeah. So, right. uh, <laughs> Sister April... <laughs> Has prepared some special special passages from for us from uh, her favorite book, this which is called <laughs> this astounding piece of literature is called Datable. Are you? Are they? By Justin Lukadu and Haley oh, DeMarco. A guy with? helped write this. Yeah, Perfect. believe it or not. <laughs> wow, so there's like they have yeah. a very fun like back and forth dynamic. It's really cute. Yeah, and positive. Great. Yeah, oh my god. I think, I think we read the intro to it in in my other intro where they're just like, "Oh, thanks for all the hard work. Without her I wouldn't have a clue what women want." And she's like, "You still don't have a clue what women want." Oh my stuff. god. Yeah, Ooh, it's really great. It's awful. They're not <laughs> they're not in a relationship. They're just no, friends. I, I yeah, I don't know. I wonder how many but slip-ups I had when they were writing that book. I don't know. <laughs> I, or slip I'd, in. I'd be curious. <laughs> the dynamic that they have is very much like if you've ever gone on like a double date with a couple who's kind of mad at each other or really is at that point in a relationship where they just hate each other now and they need to break up and they keep <laughs> like throwing little passive aggressive comments at each other and it's just nothing but uncomfortable for everybody else. Did yeah, you are- guys ever have like a youth pastor uh, do like a thing, like do a joint 
message with his wife or something like that? Probably. Man, I don't know. Remember, we had a lot of uh, like the we had a lot of separation, I guess, like guys and girls separated and stuff. That's where we got the the ripped up heart analogy. Yeah, (laughs) when the girls were separated, but I think I think the guy the one of the youth pastors and his wife he did do things, but I just don't remember. I must have blocked it out or something. (laughs) That's the stuff. That stuff comes off cringy. Yeah, it's like the setups and the. Yeah, he he wasn't one of those like, oh, look at my hot wife that I just want to bang so hard after youth group. (laughs) Like he wasn't like that or anything. But it was probably I don't know. I don't remember anything about it. So I can't really say anything. (laughs) Give a give a like a synopsis of this book for people who haven't heard of it. So just most of you. Yeah, it's (laughs) I mean, who knows? Has anyone ever heard of this book? Uh, They've written a lot of books, by the way. And their covers oh, feature really? a lot of a lot of women's torsos, so it's really odd. <laughs> They're just like, "Don't dress too hot. Look at this tube top torso on the cover." Um, but yeah, for what? this one, it's just a it's like dating tips. Like the the goal is to be as dateable as you can in order to attract someone of another gender. I'm surprised that's, it's not courtable. It. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> for some reason, they're okay with dating. I guess. Yeah, so. that's a big step. I'm it's, a yeah. little bit surprised. Yeah. That's pretty progressive. Yeah. Okay. Their and dating what, probably what looks a lot re- like courting, but. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Who gave you this book and when did you read it? So my parents gave me this book in 2003, which is the year that it was written. And I don't remember what occasion it was. Hot but, off the press. Yeah, hot off the press. I was the first to read it. And so. I actually have a bunch of my diaries from when I was in high school that I've I've started to I read them on my Twitch stream like every week, um, but I finally started to like make little TikToks about it because they really like it. So I'm like, you know, maybe the internet wants to hear all of my embarrassing details. So oh, they definitely um, do. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had journal entries from. Oh man, yeah, my high school years. I didn't do a lot of it, but I definitely had a phase where I I. I don't know that you would call it poetry, but I had a quick oh. phase where I would want to, you know, probably that very emo phase, right? The blue. Oh where, yes, like, I have a notebook of nobody songs. Nobody likes that I wrote. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should put oh, yeah. the music. We should make oh, a worship band. I think that's what we need to get. That's what we should do. We should produce some of these because I, oh, I yeah. they're absolute bangers. Yeah, there's one called. Uh, Oh my gosh, what is it? You murdered my heart is one of them. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, they were there were a lot of and there was one I didn't it wasn't titled, but it was talking about being a, like concrete and the the sledgehammers in your hand or something and you know, feelings and stuff. <laughs> what, what's my what's my favorite one? Your favorite one? Oh. Uh it's invisible boyfriend. <laughs> invisible boyfriend. <laughs> And well, okay, so the idea was that no, there's not like a a real person that can fulfill you. There's uh, only Just God can fulfill you. you. <laughs> I think that- I think that's what it was. It was like, oh, you won't find a perfect person on earth, you know, something like that. I mean, it's but not it an was- uncommon Christian premise. Yeah, I mean, it was just worded it- really stupid. Yeah, well, that's what's funny about that <laughs> stuff is like. Some of the, I mean, we've talked about it before, but some of the premises aren't all trash. Like the idea right, that like yeah. 
you can't expect people to be your quote unquote other half and fulfill you completely. Like be your own fucking person. But well, that's only if you're a guy, if you're a woman, there's a, you're, we, we know your place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the funny thing was in the diaries when I wrote, I wrote about the day that I got this and read it because I guess I read it all in one day because I read a lot back then. Wow. And yeah. Thirsty. Oh yeah. Information I mean, on this topic. I was homeschooled. I had a lot of time on my hands, you know? Yep. Um, I didn't fill it with but, reading. But. Oh, <laughs> but so I wrote that I got it and it was about such and such. And I used, I was, I'm a really big fan of lists and I would write a really long things I would like in a guy list. I, I don't know. I just liked writing things down for no reason. And, but after the book, I was like, oh, I read this book. It's called Dateable, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of, I kind of was thinking that maybe I shouldn't have all these extensive lists because there's not going to be a really perfect person like there's no point like writing out your like a fantasy person for you so you might as well just have like basic Settle. things that you want so i'm like well like the rest of us that's good yeah you know and the only thing was it also that was that's all fine and dandy but it also uh the the complexes were definitely rooted in the book that i carried with me for a really long time still kind of grapple with sometimes yeah. It's weird. Like we found this at a thrift store and I'm like, all right, I can buy this because it's not giving the authors any money. Which, <laughs> but uh, uh, when I was reading, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is where this came from. This is where this came from. It's so weird how things like stick with you when you read them like informative in your formative years like that. Yeah, this were- book has some vile passages. <laughs> like it is so over the top. You could tell that there are, that what they were trying to do was be like a, like a hey, we call it like it is. We don't sugarcoat it for you. This is oh, the yeah. truth. Yeah, pretty Real much boomer boomer yeah, language. Yeah, no, anyone who has that uh, that approach to anything is generally going to be leaving you wanting. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a great. That's not a great personality type. I don't think they were even that old though. I feel like they were kind of well. I don't know. I guess I'd have to look it up, but I don't. Remember. I, I remember at Liberty uh, we were told. I don't know if it was we collectively, but uh, me and a group of people, at least there was like this. Um, I don't know if it was in a church service or a class or maybe a prayer leader thing. I don't know. But it was like you should make a list of everything you want in a woman. And yeah. then you should pray that list every single day and never settle. And eventually oh God will honor that and bring that perfect person into your life. Oh, I mean, I feel like there was a lot of conflicting messages. Some people told you that. Some people told you yeah. no. So, I don't yeah, know. Some people are like, yeah, you might want to set God up like that. You might find out that he doesn't always pull through the way you expect him to. Right. He's like, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of things you're asking of me. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. So, you've found a few of your favorite passages. Ones oh, yeah. that we didn't talk about during the, the, the other intro that you and I did. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right. So you get a fresh first... pair of eyes on it this time. Though, oh, so. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure there's a couple people that are that are here that weren't here for that one. So uh, let's see. Hold on. There's a one about the chapter is called. This is like the least nefarious one, I think. Uh, but the guy or the chapter is called Girls Shut Up and Be Mysterious. And it's all about just the girl. Don't do anything. Make the guy do everything for you. Don't make any efforts at all um if he doesn't meet you or he doesn't do everything for you then he's nothing nothing. (laughs) but basically it's like it tells you like a bunch of mess ups that girls 
do in relationships. And one of them is called Girls Pursuing It. And it says, this is the one number one thing destroying the balance of guy-girl existence. Guy, girls have decided to pursue guys. Oh, my God. Our very existence <laughs> hangs in the I balance. Know. They have started calling guys, asking them out, pursuing them at school, chasing them. This go- totally goes against guys' nature. Sure, we're flattered and we'll respond. We like it. It's an ego boost. And we may even get into a relationship with a girl who pursues us. But we know it won't last because we're not doing anything. There's no challenge. No mystery. Ever heard a guy say she's smothering me? Translation, she's chasing me and I'm bored with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. She, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, <laughs> that messed up one of my relationships, which is fine in the end, blah, 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 whatever. But I was just like, I'm not going to make any effort with any of these people. I'm going to wait for them to call me. And one of them never did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never hung out with him the entire time because I was like, well, he's not calling me. So <laughs> I'm not that- going to make an effort that that they're not going to i feel like I, I i would be willing to bet that there's some mixed messages in this book um, yeah there's some things in there that are fine <laughs> like there's a couple that are like if a guy cheats on you don't just be mad at the girl like it's the guy messed up whatever like there's a couple things where i'm like okay but then like in a later chapter it just says something completely off the wall so i'll give him credit there's a couple there's a couple ideas in there that are decent but it's just uh, the delivery is not great in in a lot of it. These books like no. present like this formula for a perfect relationship, which yeah. almost makes it seem like like if you want to trick this person into staying with you, <laughs> like, that's what really? it feels. It's all set up. Like the idea that a guy will be uninterested because there's no challenge. Like that doesn't even make sense because if there is a challenge, if you are if, as a guy, if you're pursuing somebody and you're interested in them and then you finally get that, well then, then that same logic should apply, right? Like they'll just give up on you at that point. It doesn't, that's not like an actual premise that, that you'll, uh, that guys will just get bored because well, yeah. and then move on. I mean, that happens of course. Like, yeah, and I guess that's what they probably get away with in a book like this a lot is you, there's anecdotes in, parts of reality that mirror some of what they're saying right like of yeah. course everyone knew that guy that just wanted to have sex with everybody that he could have sex with every yeah and i knew I, I knew guys like that and girls liked them they were and then everyone would be like i oh, don't don't mess around with that guy you're just gonna end up getting hurt and then of course they would and it's like of course those those exist but they kind of like uh, they take like the worst possible iteration of every relationship and say that or every type of high school romance and say that this is what yours is going to be if you fall out of line with our perfect 32 step program. Yeah, there's there's no room for nuance in here at all. <laughs> I think it's yeah, like but- part of it, too, is that there's a set archetype for a good Christian guy and a good Christian girl and a good Christian girl is meek and timid. And, you know, she's not going to make the first move and she's going to wait on all that stuff. A good Christian guy is like stalwart and assertive and a leader. And he's going to do this, this and this and this. And like people just do not fit into that mold. And And he definitely doesn't. Teenagers. (laughs) Yeah, especially teenagers. Um, But like, yeah, (laughs) sorry. Yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I just think it's dumb to like pretend that all people whatever the, the 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 category is that you're looking at are exactly the same yeah 
the rest of the chapter goes on to say like, oh, don't don't plan activities. If a guy wants to hang out with you, he'll plan it. If he doesn't, he's not interested. Uh, don't pay for anything. Um, and of course, don't have sex. Don't pay with your body. And especially don't pay for <laughs> sex. Especially yeah. don't. Is that yeah, what they say is don't pay well, with your body? <laughs> it's it's not exactly like that, but it says the mess up number four, girls pay off. Um, I'm talking about any kind of p- physical payoff. Holding hands could be a hug, a kiss. Guys are looking for anything that'll feed their egos and satisfy their desire for the physical. And girls often give it freely. Giving your affection to a guy right away doesn't make you more valuable. It doesn't make him like you more. You just give him a prize without making him fight for it. He didn't have to pursue you. He didn't have to make an effort and plan. He didn't invest any money. Now you just give him a prize. Invest kiss, money. Hug, whatever. You're an investment. You're a financial <laughs> investment with reasonable payoff. After you've yeah. had enough dinners. Right. enough lunches that's, that's like the thing the analogy where they're like oh if i if i put the coin in or if i push the button the sex will come out if i if i do this <laughs> then i'll get what i want <laughs> like a little vending machine <laughs> it's so romantic too isn't yeah it? like it's <laughs> free flowing and natural like you know it just has to make you so distrusting like that's what yes. that, that's what's out there. That's what's out there in the world. This is what's out there. And there's a few anomalies and there definitely have to be believers, but be careful because even believers yeah. fall in these. It makes, it makes just being a horny teen, like this nefarious evil demon lurking in the corner. Yeah. And instead then of just and like, you view all the, the dudes around you as just like these predators that are just waiting to take advantage of you. And you can't trust them to do anything without an ulterior motive. So. I conquered you for my ego because you gave right. me a hug. <laughs> held hands. As, yeah. I'm guessing there's very little mention of um, how women find pleasure in their relationships or yeah. even sexually. Yeah, I don't I don't think they really go into that that whole thing. Because they don't. Let's be clear. I'm yeah. making a statement, a very clear Hey, one. you find pleasure by tricking them into marrying you. <laughs> yep. That's what you get. Exactly. That's that's the payoff for you. You shut down your emotions, you shut down your sexuality, you suppress that shit for decades, and then on the wedding night, you just spread just your legs and let them go to town. Put, That's push how, the button and it's it's a, it's fine again, right? Yeah. And you'll love it too. You're going to be like, oh, this is, I yeah. love this. I love it's it. It's not going to hurt. Jeez. <laughs> Fukushima-esque um, meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of sex, my next, my next excerpt is called physically fit all right Hmm. and so this chapter is called how much you put into it determines how much it'll hurt when it ends and this is (laughs) speaking of uh (laughs) not hurting right (laughs) right exactly so even if you do everything right it still hurts in the end Jeez, can't win all right so it says the more you pour into a dating relationship physically the more it'll rip you apart when it ends okay um uh okay blah 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 sex creates a soul connection it doesn't matter if you want it to or not god created it that way so the more you give up sexually in a relationship the more it rips your soul apart creates scars that'll never go away plus you become a number um okay a lot of people especially girls compromise with the sex stuff because they want to feel special and to feel like the relationship is something special but what you thought made you special to the other person sex (laughs) makes you just like the next girl there's nothing different about you sex doesn't make him want to come back it's a chase he wants he can get sex from any weak and needy girl that's crushing on him and girls in about seven years he probably won't even remember your name 
you know the relationship will end. You will move on and so will he. So before you give in and compromise sexually in any way, ask yourself this. How will I feel when he's doing this with my friend? That's right. Whatever you're doing with your boyfriend, he'll be doing with someone else. And even worse, ask yourself how you're going to feel when he's doing this with a girl that you can't stand. (laughs) Oh, the conclusion. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Because, okay, I'm going to skip a little bit. This is the epitome of slippery slope. Like this book was written on the slipperiest of slopes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Running down the slope, writing the book as you go. This is like like Olympic bobsled team, slippery slope. (laughs) Yeah. This is the last, the last little paragraph. No, that if you give in or no, if you give a lot physically in a relationship, you will feel stupid, used, dirty, and alone. There's nothing you can do to stop those feelings after it's happened. The only way to come out of the relationship feeling proud and strong is to not give in. Don't compromise. Stay physically fit. The end. I mean, it's not the what end. What better but... way to call someone a whore? Oh, <laughs> 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 man. You could have saved yeah. a lot of words. That's... They might have not met their word count for the book. But Don't be a slut. Know, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. There's so much there. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to know where to start. Like you could write a book on that that section of right. the book. That's yeah. pure uh, culture in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. If you have sex before marriage, then you're used, and uh, which <laughs> goes into the last chapter. Actually, it's just wild. Like because obviously, like you know, some of their audience, like I don't know what their aim is necessarily with the book. I'm guessing is to keep people pure, but they have to understand that a lot of people who are going to be handed that book are people who. I don't know. Maybe their parents just found God or some shit. Whatever. Like, You're handing this to a 16 year old girl that's already had sex a bunch of times, and she reads that. And she's like, "Well, I guess the only logical conclusion is to kill myself." Like, where do you go from here? Yeah, it's it's pretty. It can be really damaging. Like, I know it's hard because like our I don't. I mean, I guess my parents like they weren't trying to like be. I don't know nefarious about it or anything it's just like that Mm -hmm. like the church and the culture that's kind of what they were all just like really 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 pushing and stuff so like oh no well maybe we ought to we ought to keep our kids safe and stuff and and that was kind of like the the solution to just go way over and just like kind of oversell it in hopes that your kid would just be like too scared to do anything i guess which worked it worked i guess (laughs) i i don't know i I mean i mostly mostly worked I think a lot of parents weren't even really thinking of it in those. I think part of it no. is like we've talked about. There's a tremendous amount of peer pressure in those communities for parents. Yeah. You know, and maybe you as a parent are looking at something like this and you're like, I, I don't know. This seems extreme. But then you've got extremists that you go to Sunday school with that are like, yeah, well, maybe you don't get it. But do you want to gamble with your kid's future? Do you want to do you want to see them crushed and ruined? by a boy or by a girl, like just err on the side of caution and buy in wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, what's weird about it is like none of these parents, well, some of them did, but plenty of them didn't. Like I know for a fact, my parents partied like in high school in college, they had other partners. And at some level, I know they knew that it didn't ruin them. It didn't make them worse. It didn't damage them. Like you grow up you get married you enter into a monogamous relationship or they did some people don't i'm not speaking to that right now but uh <laughs> i'm just covering all my bases i guess uh but yeah yeah they then they then you just move on in the same way that like 
as has been brought up a million times, Casey and I, you know, we thankfully we didn't make the biggest mistake of our lives and have premarital sex, but <laughs> it's like I I can look back on like I had maybe like one and a half other girlfriends. I don't know what that half is. It's just like a we held pinkies or some shit when we watched a movie at youth group together. But perfect. Um, <laughs> But you don't look back on that and think like, oh, my God, that that was close call. Like I knew at some level I was a good I was the quote unquote good enough kid where like I was able to just not. I had the resilience to be like I was scared. Honestly, I was probably just more scared. The more you buy into that message, maybe the more likely it is that you'll stand firm on that. I don't know. I don't know if it's. Yeah, but I I like. Yeah, I was was scared. So I didn't. And. I know if I did, I, I know now looking back on it, that if either me or my wife had a previous sexual partner or, or whatever, we wouldn't be like in our thirties being like, Oh my God, it's just like, it's like irreparable damage right here. Like how do we get past it? Like it wouldn't I think sit it's, there and matter anymore. But I think it's also like, you know, if you're engrossed in that community, there's, there's probably messaging that you're getting that like, I mean, nobody's marriage is perfect and everybody's looking at the things that they're trying to fix about their relationship or something like that and trying to figure out why and what the cause of it is and stuff. And you know that there's people in the room that are like, look, he started off on a bad foundation because, uh, you know, you had sex with another person. I mean, you were off on a bad foot right from the get go. Maybe there's like, at some level, people buy into the idea but don't feel bad about it. And they feel guilty that they don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, which is, a I lot can't of even muster any shame movie. around the fact that I banged uh, Billy Jenkins under the bleachers oh in a pile of chewed gum. <laughs> <laughs> and Funyun wrappers. Mm. <laughs> which we also used as a condom. Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to do that hot sauce. Jake Str- or Drake. Style. Oh yeah. Just don't use the, um, the the hot fries wrapper. Just avoid hot fries wrappers. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make it out alive. <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. everybody felt the pressure of purity culture oh, in yeah. that environment. And it wasn't just like the kids. I think the parents were probably on the receiving end of some of that too. Yeah. And yeah. I was the oldest too. So it was kind of like I was the the experimental child. I get not the experimental, but like I don't know. Mm-hmm. With your first child, you're just like, oh, I don't know how to navigate all this stuff that's happening. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, yeah it's a fear-based tactic of like something the- could go horribly right. And of course, as a parent, you do want to protect your kids yeah. and you hear probably there's definitely more stories of girls being taken advantage of by horny guys than the other way around. Uh, so yeah. it's not like it's not rooted in this fear that like you, could be um, manipulated and taken advantage of, but instead of like going towards the message of that book, you know, you could focus on things like autonomy and that you have, you know, control over your life and who you yeah, are. Yeah, teach them that, like, no, like, you know, it's okay to tell a guy no, have boundaries, all this stuff, instead of yeah. worrying about whether their stomach is showing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I have, I have one, one last uh, thing, and this is kind of the, like the culmination or the climax, if you may, 
of the coup de grace. But it's about where is it? It's about the consequences of of sex. What's the chapter called? Let me look at this real quick. If you want to play, you got to pay. All these paying, like paid yeah. uh, analogies here. Bride price. I get it. <laughs> right. Um, all right. It says the truth about getting what you want. And there's a whole thing. Blah, blah, blah. It says you want to have. Wait, where is it? Okay. Yeah. You want to have a boyfriend or girlfriend. There's going to be a cost. Blah, blah, blah. I want to have sex. Get ready to pay the price. You could get pregnant. Whatever. Uh, okay. You want to test drive the car. But what's the cost of the test drive? I've heard it so many times from both guys and girls. You don't buy a car without test driving at first. Sounds like a solid reason for having sex. I mean, you want to know if you're compatible before you lock yourself into an exclusive forever type relationship, right? But not everything that sounds logical makes good sense when you really think about it. Let's oh. break down the logic and see what's yeah. really being said. It's like this upcoming analogy, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not as black and white as people think it is. Okay, here's a comparison chart. I'm just going to read like left to right, go down. Okay, so it has holding hands is equivalent to looking at the car, running your hands over the hood, kissing. That sounds in, weird. Do people yeah, do that? Just like heavy, heavily petting the car. Is that do people do here? that? I have if I didn't like the car salesman that was bothering me, I do occasionally like <laughs> lick my fingers and rub them on the window. Perfect. <laughs> okay, kissing is sitting in the seat and grabbing the steering wheel because everyone grabs the steering wheel when they're <laughs> in a car. Not the, um, not the shifter. <laughs> It's yeah, not... that's that's weird that he didn't use that. Definitely depreciate this analogy could bar. use some work. We should um, update it. I, I, yeah. I'd like to update that. Yeah. Tune up. <laughs> okay. Heavy making out, starting the car, turning all the dials, wiping your feet on the carpet, spilling a drink in the seat. That's a lot of things. Just that's what people do before they buy a car. They just like yeah, <laughs> spill really. drinks in the seat uh-huh. and shit. <laughs> how does this uh how does a scotch guard work here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so touching, kissing, fondling, groping, anything except intercourse is uh, scratching the paint, breaking a window, and poking holes in the seat. Before you test drive it. I mean, yeah, I before guess. you buy it. Before I you guess. buy it. This is really before you even yeah. so, turn the so key s- and take off. Get married and poke holes in the seat all you want. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so sex and that encompasses, according to this, Oral and intercourse and anything else. So do with that. What Broad you know. category. And anything else. So previously when they were like anything but sex, they were like, gotcha. Everything's sex. Yes, That's foot everything. job. Yeah. Foot, <laughs> ear, ear uh, job, whatever else. <laughs> um, any orifice. All right. This is driving the car like crazy, putting on major miles, driving at high speeds, running over curbs, totally ragging out the car. Ragging right. out, ragdolling yeah. out. He likes he likes that that um that phrase because it's appeared a couple times in the book so far. Gaping right. the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question: Would you buy a beat up old used car at a new car price? Think about it. Would you look at a car that's all scratched up with dents and high miles on it, pay the full sticker price, and think, "Wow, that's a great deal"? No way. <laughs> But that's a, exactly what happens when you get into sex without being married. When you, keep when you having get sex, into sex. When you get into sex, literally. When you keep having sex and pushing for a bigger and bigger sexual high, what you're actually doing is turning yourself into a used car. When then you expect someone to come along and make a full price commitment on a ragged out used car. Every sexual experience when you're not married puts another ding, another scratch, another scar into who you are. 
You keep running your car into other people, and then you wonder why no one treats you special. You can't understand why no one wants to make a major commitment. You are in control of this. You control what kind of condition you are in. If you treat your body like an old clunker, don't be surprised when everyone wants to take you for a spin and then go get a new car. I just want to say that in a Southern accent for some reason. <laughs> treat your body like an old clunker. Don't be surprised when everyone wants to take you for a spin and then go get a new car. <laughs> you are valuable. Uh, keep yourself new. Yeah, they really keep made it seem that way. Unused. You'll be the one everyone wants and they'll be willing to make the long-term commitment to have you. You'll be desirable and dateable. Mic drop. <laughs> I, I like how they say um, <laughs> that you'll be, wait, I already forgot what it was. Something about desire, but it's like new and unused. They're saying all desirable. this stuff, but it's like, if, if all of this, if you make it through all of this and you're just a brand new shiny car, then you have value. But there right. is no space for anyone who's reading this that, I don't know, even looked at a dick. Hey, I, look. Hey, that's real sad and all, but we have to protect <laughs> the good kids. Oh, yeah. That's it. You, I mean, you're I was, already damaged, <laughs> so we'll take care of these because there's nothing you can do to fix this. I, I, I don't like that they don't um, talk about how you can become a born-again virgin in this book. I think oh, I know. They, they, maybe it's that. in the next one. They've written like five books. Does it say what their other books are on the back or any of them? It doesn't, but I, I remember looking on Google one time and I could probably. Um, Who are the authors? Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y, DeMarco. But I think I think she changed her name to Morgan. Haley Morgan? What, Haley Scott. What do they call Mar it? The, nope, the, like an not. intellectual. Uh, what, what is the uh, term from Star Wars, from the last Star Wars movie? Dyad? Dyad, Force Dyad. Yes, these are like an intellectual spiritual dyad, and they came they together are. again to write the sequel. They're a dynamic yeah, duo. So, well, I don't know if he wrote all of them, but uh, she wrote a bunch of them. One is called Sexy Girls. How hot is too hot? And it has a picture of a girl, girl's torso with a tube top on. Hmm. Um, you know, not objectifying whatsoever. Uh, and then <laughs> there's one called Mean Girls. <laughs> Facing your beauty turned beast. Oh. Um, yeah. And then mm. there's another one called The Fruitful Wife. Oh, wait. No, the the the, the sequel, I think, is called Marryable. Oh, is that different? I mean, um, I feel like dateable is if you if you do all the things in that book, you're then you should be marryable. Right? Which would make you. Yeah, exactly. Which would make you. What's marryable. the difference? Hey, that doesn't sell shitty books. Advice. Yes. OK. Um. Well, wait, this is by Haley DeMarco and Michael DeMarco. So their husband, she does have a husband. I can't believe she cheated on her husband with another <laughs> author. How rude. <laughs> yeah, it's called Marriable, Taking the Desperate Out of Dating. I bet her husband was there the entire time they were writing the book. He was know, like looking over, just be like. Jerry Falwell style, just <laughs> keeping it real in the, in the corner, corner. Just like cranking down a little here. bit. They didn't have a lot of solo in-person writers meetings. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So really lays out the archetype for a productive, fruitful, and romantic Christian dating experience yeah. and eventual marriage. You will not need therapy at all if you read the book and follow <laughs> everything, you know? <laughs> it really makes me regret even being married and having kids and all that stuff that I can't just go back and do things that way. Oh, know? my word. 
Imagine <laughs> 33 years old hitting the dating scene. You know what? Oh, I would like gosh. to put some of that. I would like to put some of that in like maybe a Tinder profile and see how many. I'm, I'm dateable according to Justin Lookadoo and Haley DeMarco. Yeah, maybe I would put like that an chart. apology <laughs> for you poking holes in my seats and spitting on my <laughs> yeah. steering wheel and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, somebody else poked holes in my seat. Well, wait. <laughs> I don't know if this is wait, going where you meant Wait a second. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a wonderful. Sorry you, had to, sorry, you had to buy a used car, Casey. I don't like that we all just found out here. <laughs> not Well, not totally wrecked, though. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not totally wrecked. I'm not ragged totally out wrecked. yet. I think, yeah, we're not ragged out. I think totally wrecked <laughs> would be a great title for their next book, though. Yeah, yeah. So you're <laughs> worthless. Now what? Now what? It could yeah. be a shorter book. Like, yeah. maybe you are an old clunker. Like, what do you do if you, like, look, there's a lot of super good reasons to buy a used car. I don't like how much they shit on buying used cars. I was going to say, most also, people prefer that. Like that's we always all look I've for ever used owned. Cars. I've only owned used cars. Also, what about rentals? That's a great way to try things out before you buy it. And if you get the extra insurance, you can do whatever the fuck you want to those things. So you can really, rag no out and, phone. Then, and then you can rent it out to the next person for the same price, right? I, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, like we're we said, taking this analogy is too extreme. These, but yes. they obviously didn't know anything about cars. Okay. <laughs> I just like to think about how two adults sat down and wrote out that car analogy. Oh my gosh. That's that's the weirdest thing in the whole whole thing. Two grown up human beings with life experience wrote out that car analogy. And I and I guarantee like they I don't know. They aren't fully new cars, I guarantee that. Like who like there are people that are, but I don't know. It just seems weird that a lot of the a lot of the people that really pushed that on were they they did not enter into marriage a new car. <laughs> what what happens if you do all of this correctly and you get married to the love of your life and then uh, your husband dies? Like, Uh-oh. is it really fair of you to take your old used car jalopy self back out onto the <laughs> car lot and, no. and try to trick somebody into marrying you? I'm going to park you, myself in the, in the woods and die. You have to find another widow. You just have to find another widow. And that's how that works. I'll park myself in the woods next to a cabin and, and I'll live out my days there, letting plants grow on my surfaces. <laughs> I'm not very good at analogies. <laughs> you have, your Christian Mingle dating profile has to say parentheses widow they don't they don't ask you what your pronouns are on that they don't have like that she her they them bullshit it just is like widower widow or nothing like that's all they want to know are you used or unused exactly clean carfax pre-owned i'm a pre-owned wife certified though that shit's certified yeah Yeah. certified pre-owned that's you can get certified by a pastor to be a born-again virgin after your husband (laughs) passes away or just buy one of her t-shirts yeah that too like like this one right here boom there it is <laughs> all right well. we should probably go ahead and introduce our guest who was great he was so fun um incidentally he's most fun sam on instagram so it makes sense that he would be fun but uh his name's sam Kiefer, and he's the uh well he listed as the imagineer for uh team coco office ladies podcast comedy bang bang a bunch of other podcasts he's been part of 
Earwolf for since they started. Um, Earwolf produces a ton of podcasts. And so he's been in that industry since before anyone knew what Earwolf was. Uh, he had some brush ups with evangelicalism. Uh, he didn't stay in as long as uh, a lot of us did. Uh, he's kind of saw through it a little bit more, maybe a little earlier on, but he has just a good story. We had a lot of similar interests, so it was kind of kicked off right away and into a fun conversation. And uh, we had a great time hanging out with him. So I assume you'll all enjoy our conversation with Sam Kiefer as well. All right. Thanks for joining us, April. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about dating. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think it's time for you to acquire uh, the the other books in the series. I should. I need to find them on second hand. And uh, then I can do lots more fun readings. Yeah. Do just (laughs) take readings on TikTok. I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dramatic readings on TikTok. Yes. Now that we've helped fix people's dating relationships, I think it's time to get marryable and help fix their marriages. Exactly. <laughs> We're qualified. What about stay marryable? I want a book about what you do when you're in a loveless marriage. Not because I am. That came out weird. Uh, but people need that. We need. Yeah, they don't. They don't give you maintenance after you buy exactly. the car. You stay know? marryable. It's like, it's like the owner's manual tells you how often to do oil changes, when to rotate your tires, all that kind of useful stuff. So I'm waiting for that book to come out. Yeah. Because we don't need people getting divorced when it was entirely preventable if they just had a 100 step program. Yep. <laughs> April, where can people find you if they want to follow you? Um, if you look up April Gloria on the internet, you can find me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. I stream on Tuesdays, uh, games and stuff. Um, Twitter, basically anywhere you can find me online. Just search April Gloria and I should pop up. All right. Well, thanks everybody and enjoy our conversation with Sam Kiefer. Friends, I know a lot of you out there are small business owners. I know a few of you are musicians or artists. Regardless of which camp you fall into, eventually you're going to want to put out some custom merchandise. But the prospect of getting a design together and going through one of these impersonal, large-scale websites can be intimidating and tedious. And that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Minor Threads. Minor Threads is a North Texas-based custom printing company that is able to help you get your logo, your company's branding information, your design onto almost anything. Maybe you want to order some shirts, some stickers, banners, maybe enamel pins. The merch game's crazy these days. Minor Threads can help you with all sorts of promotional products. They also specialize in custom printing with low minimums. That can be great if you're a small company just looking to put in a small order. And for our environmentally friendly friends out there, uh, they have plenty of eco-friendly options as well. So if you're ready to take that step and get some merchandise, go to minorthreadco.com and request a quote. Mention this ad and you get up to 15% off custom print orders over 100 bucks. 15%. So again, go to minorthreadco.com and tell them your boys at Grown Up Christian sent you. Hey everyone, we're back with our guest, Sam Kiefer. Sam, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know anything about you and I love not knowing anything about people. Occasionally right. we'll have people on who like, um, you know, you could look them up and... and get some uh, information on them but I, it's so weird i'm to off do the grid that. yeah i'm out there it feels <laughs> weird to like learn about somebody so you can ask them loaded questions and sure see where, and like 
don't know. So I like not knowing things about people anyway. But mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself to get it started? Give us like the sure. notes version of your life. Okay. So I um, uh, grew up, spent most of my uh, childhood in uh, Watertown, Wisconsin, which is whatever eventful what yeah whatever you're picturing it's that 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 many people live there i think uh, this this sounds like a bad uh movie prop joke but uh it's real when i was when i moved away which is now 15 years ago they were they had to physically change the population sign on the town because it had finally gone up like a thousand people after so long like it's like a bet you know like as a movie proper and then they go like hey we're up to 20 and they had like some guy to go out there and weld a two onto the metal (laughs) sign so it was like this real small wisconsin town then i uh went to college in minneapolis got the audio engineering degree i took that up to minneapolis a little while went down to chicago chicago discovered second city and all that fun comedy stuff uh, while it was in there brings us up to like maybe a decade ago, which is uh, right when Upright Citizens Brigade was was making their mark and blowing up. Yeah. And, uh, so I moved out here was like to do improv and sketch comedy stuff out here in that time had like like most people who got a college degree got out of college with it and almost like the moment they gave it to me physically i went i don't know if i really want to do this I don't know yeah. if I really like once you've paid once you've paid all the money well the moment you've taken out a, a, a loan for a hundred thousand dollars you're like i don't even know if this is something i really like um but that was yep. i luck i lucked out and was lucky enough to uh this is like nine years ago now and i had just moved to la um was lucky enough uh to intern at upright citizens brigade up in the the booth up there because uh that was the volunteer the uh intern that they had the least of the like the amount of people that had any sort of tech skills so normally the internship program is i don't know like supposed to be six months and i was up there for like two and a half years that i was up there because don't nobody else handed in an application to to replace me so they were uh, just like they would have just phased you out if somebody yeah, else exactly. I, rem- <laughs> I, re- I remember distinctly uh you know because you get you know for every 20 hours you do you get one credit or however it works you can take free classes but i had taken i remember they emailed me and they went hey we love having you here you've taken every class we offer this is like three years in and they're like <laughs> like you're up to the highest level of improv and sketch and you're performing here uh so you have to stop coming like to cla- like like you're not an one. upright citizen yeah exactly yeah you're now one of the four you're the fifth you know um <laughs> but while i was there uh d- helped do sound at this uh comedy festival downtown called the riot comedy festival and that when that ended one of the shows there, comedy bang bang uh had mentioned to some of the people running the festival to let them know if any of their tech people were looking for engineering jobs because they were expanding their podcast program, which was still at the time when podcasts weren't a thing. It was not. A, I remember distinctly. I'm So I met up with them uh, and started working at Earwolf when it was still 10 people in an office building. But I remember. Oh, no te- way. I mean, yeah, I remember telling people, you know, what I where I worked and then just to, to, not even going. I don't know what it is, but just to your face going, that's not a thing. Yeah, and that's get, so cool. It's so cool to like start out with something and still be with it. Like when you start out telling people, yeah, I'm, uh, you're yeah. Like, uh, what's that? And now you get to say it and everyone's like, that's, uh, that's fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, it's, it's very, very cool. And I'm very fortunate and very lucky and I do appreciate it. But there's, it, I was just telling somebody a couple of days ago, there's this also, this now uh, in a in a healthy, fun way, this insane level of anger now. Because I, all my friends uh back home in wisconsin who for years i've been telling about and they go okay now now that they've heard of it they'll be like hey man uh 
do you know about like this uh what's a popular one uh, my favorite murder and i go god dude that's i fucking made them just screaming and go, that's what I, and they go oh cool you know they go like or they'll send me a link and they'll be like conan o'brien that's a uh you had said the word podcast and i go that's mine man you can you know so now so i am but yeah it does feel good to uh be something on the uh from the ground floor or something i always wanted to do and it, it's been good so yeah so then they they got bought by a company they got bought by another company and they, this is our fourth being bought uh sirius xm bought us and now we're in a oh, we're just oh. one big company at the living here in hollywood but i'm also in terms of you i was thinking a lot since you guys reached out to me about the podcast the other my other answer to my life path in strictly in terms of this show would be I'm 37. I'll be 38 in uh, April. And I am the exact age range where I came up in the height of uh, cringy, weird Christianity was able to jump onto the secular bandwagon for a, a, this weird ride. Like when blink 182 and pop punk came up, it took all these like Christian pop punk bands with them yeah yeah, yeah. very weird I'm, I'm that exact age range of of like christianity was popular for a chunk it like came into and then burned out again but there's years of like i think you guys post i just reached out to you guys had you had tweeted something about tooth and nail records and i lost my mind because i hadn't heard the name tooth and nail for years so like at the, I, i'm that i'm that exa- exact age demographic to have remembered when like there was these like five or six, maybe even longer than maybe like 10 years of just like cool ass Christian kid. And they're, they all turned out weird, which we can talk about later in the <laughs> podcast. But like, I'm that age that we're to have remember being like, hell yeah, dudes, I'm going to Warp Tour and Cornerstone this summer. Like, yeah. Those are the yeah, two. Yeah, there we go. I, that was a big I love, one. yeah, exactly. It's weird. I feels like everyone, um, like they all just took different paths i've seen other people post about this so this probably is it's not really much of an original thought but um watching you know because some of the bands that like we listen to are they're still doing it 15 20 years later sure. and a lot of them had to like make it through that we're not really christian anymore guys phase uh yeah it was like they had that dip maybe they came back maybe it wasn't the same afterwards but and there was a yeah. lot of them too that were I couldn't prove it at the time. We were talking off mic before this about like feeling vindicated by certain things. But I remember at the time saying this, but also being in middle school. So having not my not really able to prove anything, but just going like, I feel like a lot of these bands got Christian to get that album. There are all these bands who were like, like I remember seeing Reliant K at a Warp Tour. And then next year they're headlining a Cornerstone thing. And I go, are they? I don't remember this. And they go, yeah man or mxpx or any of these guys or they're like yeah. no, we're we're warriors of christ and then a decade later i'm like hey you guys still have uh, burning with the passion of christ and they're like not so much we do <laughs> we do we do most of them do like home brewing beer stuff now and like they but like yeah so i agree with you most of them just kind of like it, there's an art to delicately letting that go without alienating a fan base and like yes. kind of never mentioning it there's one of my all-time favorite uh like tech metal bands uh august burns red yeah yeah they are very very good at never really saying what they are unless it is financially beneficial to them (laughs) it seems like where it'll be if it is if they are headlining a festival it'll be like christian metal musicians august burned red are playing this but if they're if they manage to uh, snag the opening slot for lamb of god 
then they're just like, oh, we're just like a metal band. So you're yeah. like, it's like a different cool guy mask you can put on, you know, they, based there on. was a few that never got to like plenty of the solid, like the, like the heavier offset mm-hmm. of tooth and nail, all the solid state bands. So That's many of them yeah. never really like a lot of them didn't, weren't too vocal about what they believed or not. You hear it in their lyrics. Maybe you'd read into it a little sure. bit more in their lyrics, but definitely with August Burns Red, I remember like I actually just uh, over the summer hadn't listened to them in forever mm-hmm. and decided to put on that first album, Thrill Seeker. Yeah, dude, Thrill Seeker. Love it. It, it fucking slaps way, so hard still. As a side note, and this is to both of you and anyone listening, uh, if you have not ever heard August Burns Red's Christmas album. It's great. It, it, it yeah. is a mandatory <laughs> staple in our in my uh christmas time household and i send it to everyone every year even people who i know will hate it because it is I, it is one, it's, wait, wait, no joke i'm not exactly it's one of the sickest metal albums i've ever heard and it's just bananas they yeah. go all out with covers yeah uh, exactly i'll also stand by and it's not gonna hit with the same oomph that uh you know august Prince red does i'll stand by it every year the reliant k christmas album yep it's, same here same I'll here. Throw it on. Same I'm here. like the way they did. Um, this is we're getting tangential now, but the way they did uh, the Twelve Days of Christmas is the only time anyone's ever made that song good. Yep. It's Same the here. Tr- worst fucking Christmas song of all time. I and hard agree, man. Hard agree. <laughs> man, some of those so, solid state bands. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Were you gonna? No, I was gonna show you finish your thought, and then I'm gonna share sure. the conversation. Uh, some of those solid state bands, I I do respect the ones who did go all in, being like, "We are a Christian metal band," and then they didn't put out a lot of big Fallout albums. But those those albums, like I I stand by. I think there's I think I forget the names of them, but uh, there's one Zayo album, one Living Sacrifice album, whichever has that song "Reject" on it. Oh and yeah that's to that the hammering rip, process dude that yes those two albums are our <laughs> back to front flawless albums and do you remember demon hunter oh yeah they, they were those those three are still like just like, the funeral of god was it that one i think so yeah. yeah yeah i think so there was like a comfortable range for the like how outwardly christian some of those bands were yeah like uh because we went to cornerstone one year i think it was like 07 or 08 mm-hmm. and i remember like seeing some bands where it was just kind of like a positive message and they talked yeah. in the middle and then there was like uh for today and they got up there for today, today oh, and sleeping man. giant dude sleeping giant i i I would regret when I said there's some of the same for not mentioning either of those two dude for today. <laughs> the one that had the album that has like, it's like a clock tower on the front Do you remember what I'm thinking of uh, is incredible. Uh, yeah. And uh sleeping giant remains there. They still, they still rip. Absolutely. Yeah. That song blame it on the holy rollers went hard. Yep. Same <laughs> they got really preachy. And even though I was like fully engrossed at the time, you know, I was like, I, I support what they're doing. It it seems like a little bit much. Well, and, and I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember getting like, not uh, arguments, but I would say, do you you know that feeling where you start a conversation and you're talking to a group of you know your friends, you're talking to some people, and about ten seconds in, you realize nobody has my back. I'm alone. Like, but you <laughs> you said it with the confidence of like yeah, everyone's gonna go yeah, Sam. But then. Uh, no. And I remember talking to like going with to Cornerstone with some like very, very Christian friends and trying to explain to them. And I was like, it's not that I don't like 
that they preach in between songs. I don't like when anybody talks in between songs. I don't like, I don't, I don't want Billy Joel. Don't tell me what Uptown Girls is about. I'll look it up later. Dude, play the songs. I don't like a lot of banter in between and being halfway through this thing and being like, ah, oh, shit, this is really important to you. And I'm making like, I got nothing here. Like, yeah, and then being yeah. like, no, this is the best part. And me being like, yeah, well, it's good. And like trying to you know, backpedal. Yeah. Like, I guess it's not too bad. You know, I am with you on that. Like, yeah. There's there's a few bands like I feel like the bands that I love the most live mm-hmm. never do that like they keep it rolling like it's almost like they view the entire set as a performance yes. instead of just like this is a group of songs and you know I'm gonna shout out the uh, the hamburgers at the bar we're playing between songs or whatever yep. you yeah. Know? What's that? But, what's the? Uh, what's it reminds me of? Uh, what's that viral clip we've all seen with that one heavy band who's like, "Let's open up this Denny's." Yeah, <laughs> like, quick, quick shout out to where you are. But yeah, I I enjoy. I've I've been at shows where you just a quick heartfelt thing. People will be like, you know, especially a band that's been doing it twenty years will be like, "We just want to thank you guys." And in my mind, I'm already like, tighten it up, wrap yeah, it yeah. up. Like, <laughs> like the, the timer starts going ahead of like, we got about ten more seconds to be like, yeah, it's our pleasure too. Let's go, man. You know, like, yeah, we're here to watch Norma, you. Yeah. Norma Jean and the Chariot back in the day Dude, were Norma so good Jean. at that. They had like yeah. the clips, the video clips that they would play in between. Like I remember seeing them when they were first touring on uh, Redeemer. Yes. And God. You're oh my God, it was so today, good. Man. Dude, you oh, know what man. was great is like two years ago before COVID and everything, Norma Jean booked a show here in wichita i mean we have like one well we have a couple venues now but I mean, I it's not a stop. i know the one i know the one venue i know the <laughs> one place you go to see shows yeah but they they booked a stop here and it was on the redeemer reunion tour it was like a 10-year tour and so they played redeemer front to back. Front to back oh that's sick it was so great it was such a fun show and it was in like this little bar so it was really tight and the openers were great, and they were great. It was so much fun. Dude, Norma Jean, one of the uh, one of the first things I did during that beginning pandemic when we were all doing like arts and crafts when it was the pandemic was still cute and fun was yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, you, know, you know, I was like, you know what I've, I wanted to do for years. I was like, I'm going to take the time, and I took all the ticket stubs from. You guys sound like you've hit your chair shows too. Like I just took all the stuff and I was like, I'm going to attempt to put it in chronological order and see if I can have some order to this this madness and i dude some of these show lineups i'll be looking at a ticket stub it strictly in terms of what we were talking about where they would add christian stuff into non-christian i look at these shows and i they, at a certain point uh, they all kind of blend into one show but like i remember specific things but some of them i look at the ticket stub and even though i was there i go this can't be right but like i have some that it's like it's like norma jean uh zayo bury your dead uh throat <laughs> throw down and like E-Town Concrete. And I'm just like, who booked this? And like, yeah. it'll, it'll be like, you know, like, again, just like a super, super Christian take time out to preach to the audience. And then followed by Madball, who's going to come out and be like, everybody gets hurt. And then yeah, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> start like, like the, yeah, and it just blows my mind. And I look back and I'm like, it really didn't seem weird at the time. But like the amount of times that like I saw, you know, uh, 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 living sacrifice followed by hate breed and you're just like okay this was a show this i'm sure and it's, when i think back on it i'm like man there must have been some young like their audience some kids got hurt 
I know, I know some good Christian loving kids in the audience got yeah. much older kids, you know, moshing, like <laughs> coming off the back walls, windmilling, you know, like, Oh, and that youth group Christian kid going to see my first heavy show. Mosh, uh, they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this too. This is great. So, and like, somebody, you see it get launched across. The somebody, yeah. Just taking a spin kick to the neck, just being yeah. like, Ooh, <laughs> this is going to be all you guys in a van ride home with some, like some broken bones, you know, it but I, it's with, yeah, I, I look time. back on them with empathy. Yeah, what? it was such a departure, like the the Christian metal scene was such a departure from what the rest of Christian music was doing. Yes. I was I was a big Christian rock fan, like growing I mean, that was my outlet. Like that mm-hmm. was the one thing that we did that kind of felt normal. And so I loved like Pillar and POD and Cutlass and all of these other like Christian rock bands. But you know, to see Pillar play you would have to go to like winter jam and sure. it would be like a praise band, a terrible rapper that was like, not, you know, a rap. It's going to be a white rapper that is oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. very vanilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to ra- be like a weird rapping, punk. And he is rapping slow. He is, rapping <laughs> and it is not technical. It's not coming yeah. hot. These are, poli- these are polite, easy rhymes to digest. They're, oh, they're like sure. custom built for the approval of the uh, dad with the tucked in T-shirt and the yep. white New Balance on in my, the back. My my <laughs> even before I was into metal, my nothing thrills me more than than fully acknowledging the very cringy and embarrassing things that meant so much to you when you were young. And I will be the first to admit before I was cool and I liked metal dude. nothing thrilled me more than getting into a car with some friends and driving like far, like four or five hours to see oh, yeah. some good Christian ska to be like, dude, five iron frenzies coming nice with the OC supertones. And this is like, I would look I would like, look to that for weeks at a time to be like, this is going to be the sickest show. And by the way, it was, I am sure I had the, you know, the best time. And then later, like uh, again, talking about them blending, I like, I can't, I'm sure there was so many times it was like less than Jake and real big fish. And then the super tones and like, you know, uh, and then you're like, and then one kind of crazy. And then like, Oh, they really slipped DC talk right in there. Interesting. You guys, <laughs> you're very subtle. Very smart. I feel like I can think of only ever like five ska bands. Like I didn't really. There are, there are there, and there's still only five now. I every every once in a while I get, I get, um, because I've had the same email for so long. So I still clearly I asked to be on put on this list at some point in my life. I'll get emails that they go, hey, you wanted to know when this band was coming to town, and I go, I must have at some point. So, but I'll get emails and it'll go, hey man, just letting you know, uh, less than jig will be in your area and i go i'm good but i with no no sarcasm or snark love that you're still doing good for you dude i hope you're i hope you're making bank and like i hope you know what i mean like how like good for you doing you've been doing this 25 years actually i think i use them as an example i just got you know spotify will will go hey you listen to this once here's the thing they were letting me know they're like hey Less than Jake's coming up on a 30-year anniversary if you want to yes. go to this festival wow. and gain go to gainesville florida and i was like i do not but I fucking love that you guys like, and they're still making like cool toy merch and stuff. And I was like, good. Keep it going. Hey, you know? hey just so you know, Slick Shoes is playing the Primrose Dude. Baptist Church Spaghetti Social this Friday. If Dude, you want to go. Slick Shoes. <laughs> here's like, here's like, that is an extra funny joke because just a couple of days ago on uh, Spotify, 
uh, I had it on all, everything shuffle and it offered up Joe's sick that song. And I was like, God, it still fucking slaps. It slaps and it's only slaps because it's like 40 seconds long. Like just the amount when you go, I don't know if I do this anymore. It's out, which is a very smart marketing move. Okay. We got to see if you agree with my, uh, with my, my theory on origin music roots and where it sure. leads to. I view there being two potential roots to getting involved in like Christian metal and hardcore. Okay. I think you either come, well, not even Christian metal and hardcore as a pos, as a, as a whole, you either come from like a punk slash pop punk backdrop. Mm -hmm. And in that case, you lean hardcore and not as big on the metal bands, sure. or you come from like cringy, awful butt rock like me. And, sure, those are your two. And then I, you do love like kill switching gauge and in flames and, uh, you know, parkway dude, I, drive. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Here's the thing. I hear your theory, but I do think you're thinking too black and white. And maybe I guess the answer would be, I disagree. Cause I think, I think if you're cringy enough and I'm laughing with you, not at you, cause I am come from a very cringy background. If you're truly cringy, if you really believe in yourself, you can do both. Like I listen to <laughs> Just the same uh, bad butt, butt rock, but also was at the same time, like there's a there's part of me somewhere out there being like, dude, this Walls of Jericho is sick. But some of me, you know, also out there being like the same thing with being like, dude, but goddamn, this Squad 5.0 is also sick. And like, <laughs> and, and it, but the one of one of my all time favorite things I'll say to wrap this thing up or that that topic up is uh, is uh, I work with four or five other engineers at Earwolf. And they are all very, very smart, which I don't mean in a self-deprecating way that I am not smart, but they listen to, you can tell they are smart from a distance. I would say, I, this is about myself, it takes a minute to realize I am smart because if you were to be given my iPod shuffle uh, from the <laughs> beginning, I don't know that I would appear so, versus they are someone who like, they appreciated uh radiohead's kid a when it first came out where it when it first came out to me i was like this doesn't slap at all because like it was like was i was yeah. like here's the thing you want newfound glory if you want to get into it which thank you that which newfound which by the glory way was a game changer for me and i never was able to find my way into like radiohead and i and here's get the it thing. now as an adult i'm like i'm going to respect the shit out of it because people who are mm -hmm. smart tell me it's great I don't, I have, it's not for me. I don't get it, I guess. And I, yeah, so it, I didn't get into it as an adult, but I also want to be clear in no way did I want that sentence to mean that I had let go of that other thing. I'll be 38 in April. And I just last or about two years ago drove down to San Diego because Jordan, the singer from Newfound Glory, is a tattoo artist and he has a shop down there. And he gave me, oh, okay. I can't see it on my leg. He gave me, it's a Frankenstein holding balloons that say, that says Pop Punk Never Dies. So I'm still in the game, man. Yes. Like, well, it's, I, I, um, now. I think if you are truly cringe like I am, you can hold on to that for the rest of your life. It never has to burn out. You can you can stay embarrassing. Spotify keeps glory. telling me that my all time favorite artist is Linkin Park. And Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It makes me I'm <laughs> nervous to say that, but I will stand by it. Yeah, you you and uh, every it seems like us three in this uh, in this recording right now. I know how everybody loves to at the end of the year share their Spotify wrap up. I oh, always yeah. get, I always get mine, and it goes, "Do you want to post it on your social media?" And I go, "I'm good." Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I don't I'll need all my like one maybe. I don't need like... all my friends to text me and be like, "Hey, buddy, we saw that you listened to 
uh, 170 hours of Paramore, but not the good stuff. Now that one album, this you only listen to that one from that time. It's a lot of My Chemical Romance for a 37 year old man, and I go, yeah, I can keep oh, this man. myself. We um in the the uh, venue near me. I live in Massachusetts. Um, Newfound Glory just posted for they're a big kind of one day type festival they're doing in June with um, Four Year Strong, Pieball, The Lost for Words, uh, Bayside, like bringing four, them all in. Four, four Year Strong. I just saw them with. Um, there's some like newer bands that are picking up the torch now with like um, State Champs and uh, one other band and dude still shredding, still doing yeah. it. Yeah, they're still kicking ass, man. They're from right near me. They live right in my area. Oh hell yeah, yeah. So they were always huge around here. But dude, let's. I want to talk about a little bit about your life yeah. uh, and yeah, like yeah, how you up. grew up, like the type of Christianity you grew up in. Obviously, you found sure. your into heavy Christian music. So this now that we there. have an unshakable bond, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now exactly. That, now that <laughs> with 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 having started that, there's nothing I could say now where you go. That's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I think if it wasn't implied by the music talk, I got into Christianity the way that a lot of kids do, which is Christian adjacent, where you like music, you uh, like a type of music, and then there are bands that you, I like this, so you like the music first, and then someone goes, oh, good, well, you know, they're Christian, and you go, oh. I guess I do like Christian things because if you had asked me pre this, I would have been like, no, I I am a healthy, regular American teenager. I enjoy skating in the church parking lot and smoking cigarettes until <laughs> until a person of authority comes and I flick the cigarette. That's my thing. But being like, man, I guess I was a little turned around because in the kids, that's the thing I want to be clear and as much fun uh, is all this is and they deserve it to dog on a lot of Christian stuff. A lot of the kids at that time were cool fucking kids. They don't, it's not their fault that years later, this is going to mess them up. They are victims in this. So they are cool kids. And I like hanging out with you. And we are all just teenagers. So we're just hanging out and cracking jokes. So it's, it's a good entrance thing there. And then that next step of theirs, then going to church with them. And again, Entry level church is always very fun. I don't, I don't fault them for that. So I was going to church. Then I grew up in the 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 label was just Christian. I didn't have one of those like very specific ones. Where now, when you look back, you're able to go like, oh, that's kind of one of the culty ones. It was just regular Christian kids. But I did. I went to a bit of that what I would call like hyper cool church, where like it's. So now it's beginning to go from like, man, the music's cool and the people are cool to like the f- level on the the uh, hot sauce level meter of like we're going up to like level two spicy Christian. Now <laughs> we're like we're like, yeah, they're kind of saying some cringy stuff. We're like uh, so but at this point, it's been like two or three years. I'm in there. I guess I would identify as a Christian. I don't although I'm when I'm praying, I'm really just going like, I don't know if anyone can hear me. The stories are very nice. I Who doesn't? Who, as a human being, doesn't love the idea of like your redemption's fantastic and that your 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 Scoville writing? Yeah, exactly, dropped. exactly. I'm a, little, a little hot, but like I'm like white. And this is hot. high school. Is this high school? Yeah, this is like end okay. of middle school, high beginning high school. All right, and which is truly, uh, no snark aside, the ideal time to strike. Like if you were going to snack a kid because too young, there's a certain thing. Too old, it's not going to happen. This is like an ideal. You want to be accepted by your peers. This is the time to strike. And yes, cool. So. The, the type of kids I was hanging out with, the first thing I remember that 
being like, huh, was um, a lot of them were, I'm making air quotes, people listening won't be able to see, were getting messages from God. Like a lot of the people in the church were being like, hey man, God told me he sees good things for you and blah, blah. And me just being like, whoa, that's crazy that, because I read about it in the Bible that like he's speaking out to certain people. It's crazy that he reached out to like Dave because Dave's <laughs> fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's crazy to me that like really you got a message and then uh, well, and God crazy. works in mysterious ways through yeah. uh, people you'd least expect. So yeah. And then it's crazy that no shit. Then Kevin got one too. He's like, yeah, God just wants me to tell you guys, but they're good messages. So I'm getting a little like, eh, but I'm allowing it. Cause it's not like, weird stuff he's not like it got to plagiarize these yeah but pretty they're good like, and we know you're not that good. yeah exactly dude you're <laughs> you you smoke pot all day and are failing math with me i'm also failing and you are just like you know god has a plan for you and i'm like mm, i don't know that i don't like that he told you that i wish he would have told me i remember having jokes aside i remember having that thought a lot being like man would you just tell me if you have plans um yeah, yeah right <laughs> just i'm here dude i'm listening <laughs> so then God tell you he wants you to be a 35 year old kratom salesman <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so then that's escalating to like now now it's getting weird and by the way i'm leaving out part of the i realize in the timeline but now we're doing like the camps the like sleepover ones and they're not the weird ones that you read about in the time where it's like the Christian conversion camps and stuff. I'm sure that stuff happening, but it's not to me. We're just doing mostly stuff. And I'm noticing already that like the adults are weird and in a weird, simple uh, horror movie, Pleasantville way where I'm like, you're all just so Ned Flandersy weird in a way that <laughs> has been parodied so well over time. But all the kids, I'm really beginning to get the feeling a lot where I'm like, man, a lot of you guys, are you, do we are do we all just want somewhere to hang out? Because you're all just teenagers. Like all these camps are of like you guys sneaking away to finger each other like any 14-year-olds <laughs> would at any camp. This doesn't seem very Christian to me. A lot of you are smoking pot in the woods, but these can't like oh, I, I remember having the thought hey, of like, you got the rough bunch. I feel like yeah. the, there's only a couple in my youth group that were like, we knew. Oh, we yeah, we were all just in the middle of Wisconsin kids, just like, I'm gonna get drink. Um, so then that escalates to that when it starts to get weird. So I've been in there for like two or three years now. Now I'm in the inner group of people and it is the weird couple things. I remember putting pins in or putting flags in that are going to become sure enough. I've, I remember going, this is going to be weird later. This is not, it's not enough for me to go or, or I remember having the thought being like, I'm four, 15 and as a 15 year old human being don't have the words yet to describe what i'm seeing not this this is going to be an issue later this is i don't want to do these things are weird and even though i can't figure out why this feels weird um and some of those included at this time now people are talking in tongues which i don't know if you guys have ever been around in person did yeah, either of not until college for me it wasn't it, until college only and only on a couple of occasions and so the idea when it was talked to or to talk to us with the idea of it was like god is speaking to you so directly or you are connected to the holy spirit in such a deep way that uh it is just flowing through the idea of it makes sense to me i get it um Dude, so you were part of this for a couple of years before they dropped that bomb on you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it really moved quick they, it is i don't 
for as much as like I said, as much as I like dogging him, I do not think this part was on purpose or planned. It was just a natural flowing progression of like this music happened to be extremely popular. Like Blink-182 blew up at the same time. Or Blink-182 blow up in a way with such popularity that millions of teenage kids accidentally learned about Christianity somehow. The the most uh, vulgar pop punk group who only talked about shitting and pissing uh, went on such big tours that they brought up Christian punk rock bands who then made new Christian fans who accidentally introduced them into the church in this weird backwards way. The warp tour could not have planned by bringing that this song. So, but then it gets to this and now this is the point where I'm like, this feels weird and like kind of controlling and, the other thing, much like getting God's messages, I'm noticing that like everybody in my church is speaking in tongues, except me. Everybody is doing everybody. I'm talking 150 people at a time are all feeling God's. He's speaking to them so directly that they can't even use their human words. And it is flowing out of them in this way. And I just remember looking around in that like snake oil salesman, just being like, this isn't right. This can't be statistically right it reminded me a bit of those guys who are like mediums like for years my mom was a big fan remember that show crossing over with john yes and he would just come out there and he would go uh i'm getting a um getting a message here and uh does anybody hear their dad began with an a or their dad maybe a b or a c i'm hearing maybe a d or an e or an f (laughs) and then somebody in the back's like my grandpa's name is frank and he goes that's who it is frank that's frank exactly Frank, Frank, I have him on the line and go, and, and Frank, um, Frank wanted you to know that when you guys, uh, you know, played baseball or basketball or with trains or flew kite and they go, we had trains and goes, that's the one he's trying to tell me. And so you're just <laughs> throwing it, it. It just hit me in that, like, like as, as a, as a shitty teenage liar myself, I know one, I know what you guys are doing. Like, you're, I know, I know how to put together a, a poorly planned lie. So, it so just, you felt, you felt like out of place in the sense that like what they were doing was odd and it didn't fit. So you didn't feel like I'm a charlatan for not getting into this. No, don't get me wrong. I, I definitely, I'm juggling both things. So that's why I keep going is I'm also keep in mind the 15th, like any, you're 17, like any natural, uh, uh, the chemicals and uh, hormones that your body floods into the self doubt and the the curiosity and the the want to be loved. I'm like, man, may, I'm I must not just be trying hard enough. I'm doing something wrong, or maybe it's my negative attitude and thinking that this is weird that's making God like you. You can. It's the exact teenage years. I didn't have enough in me now. A life experience in me, like at 37, when somebody goes, "Hey, this is a new thing," and I go, "No." Nice try. Like, yeah. you know, Did you I have went, the fear oh. of hell motivating that too. Was that like stress oh, a lot for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. that's, that's always like, if you're like, I'm not sure I believe in this, but not believing this is what sends you to hell. Like, that yeah. Kinda, like, and they're doing the, the, mani- the manipulative. Um, you know, I also don't want my family to go to hell. I certainly don't want my mom and dad with the, the church is real. had no problem being like, well, you don't want that, do you? And I go, fuck, I guess I tell my mom to burn in a lake of fire, which in now in hindsight is just absolutely just emotional manipulation stuff. So that so, so were your family. parents going? No, 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 no. My, my, my loving, wonderful parents, uh, shout out to, uh, Steve and Pat. 
in Wisconsin had a perfect, I aspire to be them when I grow up, had this perfect level of bullshit radar where I went, hey, I'm doing this thing. And they went, that's wonderful. I hope you have fun. Like that means it's great. It means a lot to you. And I go, do you want to do it? And they're like, <laughs> no, man, because <laughs> they've, they've lived their own. Like, no. And I go, I just want you to be saved. And they go, that's very wonderful that you do. Like just, yeah. <laughs> wow. And they go, and I remember distinctly my dad, my dad using this phrase, like his comedic timing in this moment was incredible. They go, I go, just so you know, the church said they would love to have you. And my dad goes, I bet. I just walked, <laughs> walked out of the room. I bet they would. It's never gonna, you know. Oh, um, Steve, it's just crushing it. So, so yeah. So the the <laughs> the tongues thing grows into like the next stage is uh, the that the this, and this is the part that uh, uh, later is the reason at the beginning I joked up. I was like, all oh, these kids turn out weird. Is the 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 idea that you are bad, and I do get the idea that uh, the Bible would teach something. And I, I do actually think this could be helpful to, to learn if you were growing up to be like, if they came up and they were like, um, you as a human being are born, Jesus has made you, you are flawed, but dude, it is way not your fault. And luckily this guy is so awesome that he died to help you out, but they don't. What they do, which is the part that allows me to be angry at them is go, hey, there's this thing that uh, this guy and he made you and you are flawed as a human being and it's your fault because you are a bad, bad person and the thoughts you have are bad and the things that the sexual things you want to do, do with other people are very bad and it is because you are a bad, bad person. But don't worry, this guy will save you. The difference between those two, yeah. two stories is what turns a kid from someone who can like, go to church as an adult or to those kids who either a like the three people in this podcast are going like, dude, this is all fucked up. Or those kids who are uh, going to be weird forever. I uh, today, um, my girlfriend's uh, sitting just off to the side here, uh, got to introduce the, the, the best part of any relationship, which is where you, when you get to show your partner, the wonder that is 90 day fiance, I got to show you, show her this. I've got to watch that. It's incredible. It's the best reality show ever. But the the as the show would imply, these two two weirdos meet and they have ninety days to get married or they lose their visa. So it has to happen. But I was telling, it was so <laughs> we. How is that show not illegal? It's like I know it's and it's it's insane. So, but there's like but you five. Know they're actually getting a work visa and their employees for sure. Ninety day fiance. That has to be but, it, right? You can't just get married and get no, a visa. no, no, no. They're not. They're just. They're just. There's different types of people on there. It's so but wild. I was, so I was showing her that the, the, we were bonding over the absurdity of this reality show. And I get to show her this thing that is crazy. It's my, it's, you know what? By the way, as a quick side tangent, that's my current day ska. This is my embarrassing thing that I go, I love this art form. <laughs> like if somebody was like, did you see Euphoria? And I'd be like, here's the thing. Have you seen 90 Day Fiance? They should both, <laughs> they should both win Emmys. But I'm showing her this show and I'm trying to explain to her because it's crazy to her first viewing eyes. I'm trying to explain to her all the different archetypes of the show. I'm like, there's guy uh, with money and young prostitute who he is unaware as a prostitute, but we as a viewer go, that's a prostitute. Uh, there is two people who are both insanely flawed, and I hope they end up together because you're both insane. But then the one, and, and I enjoy making fun of, but the one, and I mean this with no sarcasm, the one that truly breaks my heart, that brings me back to what I was talking about, there's one or two people on each season 
who are trying to find love. And it's the same story because they grew up in a deeply religious household where they were taught that every natural thing they were feeling was bad. And now they are, for lack of a better empathetic word, all fucked up deeply deeply fucked up and don't understand how to love their body is bad their their body is a sin their sex is even if they've gotten out of the church there, there's this guy in this current season who's like he's 55 and he was a pastor and then he got out of it and he actually meets this this woman overseas like as the premise of the show but she is just a regular healthy adult who's like i find you very attractive we should have sex and it destroys his head destroys his mind so that's bringing it back that's i see these people and i was talking to my girlfriend about doing this podcast and i go that's what i was talking about that's how these kids i have friends that grew up in wisconsin and if you give them that narrative they're all weirdly confused some of them are very clearly gay and have never had a chance to express it and are weird Uh and don't because of that separate narrative if you're told you are bad and what you're doing is bad and not it's all flawed, but don't worry. Jesus got you. So what you're, of course you're erections and not that happened to you because you're a bad kid. Right. 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 I finally, that long answer. So I finally get to that point and it's just no longer fun. And I was like, Hey dudes, uh, I'm going to step away from this church. Like I'm not like stepping away. Like I'm not youth pastor or anything. I'm just going, you know, and I'm like, I don't really want to do this, but they're all, you know, like texting me every, all Sunday, like 50 people being like, we need you, you know, like you're part of this thing. And me being like, guys, it's just too much. And I didn't even word it as as jokingly as I am now. I wasn't like, it's fucking weird. I was like, it's too much. And the thing that sealed the deal for me, you know how any innocent person, instead of going, well, let me explain some of these things to you. When I expressed these things, they were like, that's because you're going against the church and you are bad. And I was not allowed back. You know, like any innocent person of a thing. And that's the other thing, too. Like, that's how you also know, like, a lot of this is deeply unhealthy. If you ever raise a question about something and they go, that's an interesting question. You can't come back here. It's probably not a good. Well, it's like as 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 big of a theme as evangelism is in those communities. Like ours was always like, we want you to witness um, oh. But we want you to be safe above all, okay? So you can witness the kids, you can tell them about Jesus, but like, if they're not a part of the group, like, you really can't get close to them. It's dangerous. Yeah. You could be pulled out. And like, at some point, your questions and stuff stop being like, oh, uh, you know, this is a, a bump in the road. He's actually a true believer and he just needs reassurance and needs to find God and these things. And they go to being like, this is a danger to the group. Now you're you're a potential stumbling block for the rest of everybody. Yeah, you're a troublemaker. So you're just Dude, a trouble. I'm, yeah. I'm blown away that they like unanimously were just like, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. we'll just give up on them already. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I've, I, as people <laughs> have talked time you spent there and like, especially like with you as a kid who, you know, your parents weren't into it. Like, I feel like those are the ones that often are gravitated towards. Like, uh, at least, in, okay, I shouldn't say that as, as like factual, but in my experience, like the kids who got the most attention in youth group and were like the ones who were sought after, like the youth pastors, like, hey, you know what? I was just thinking we should get coffee weekly. And like, sure, they set it up and they, it's like, it's the kids they know are the ones who are most likely to leave. Now, for me, as someone who is super heavily invested and in, mm-hmm. was like, wanted that approval, yeah. like, 
that was actually really troublesome to me. Like I got really bothered by that. Cause I'm like, I've I literally give, I'm, I volunteer for everything. I'm here every time the fucking doors are open. And the only people that like the people that I'm trying to impress want to spend time with are the fuck ups. Like this is making me so mad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got, uh, it's got this is similar vibes. Um, you were talking about the, uh, the validation that you get yeah, or, or like seeking out where you're like, you should get coffee or whatever. It's got similar vibes to any pyramid scheme. Like um, <laughs> I, one of my, like all insane people who like, uh, uh, who enjoy a good, you know, murder documentary and that type of stuff also enjoy any good documentary about any sort of like con man pyramid and that type of stuff. And I just recently uh, a girlfriend and I watched the Lulu lemon one about the, the empire of that clothing. So that like basically the sold leggings and grouped got all these, specifically went after single not single i apologize uh uh women whatever the term would be uh, at home stay at home moms is a term i couldn't think of who they knew who husbands would be at work with kids who were bored and knew that they kind of were having these feelings of like i don't think my life turned out the way i thought it was going to be and then they would go they would have you reach out one woman to another who's already selling the leggings going we should get coffee sometime and now you're like, oh, I've made a friend is what I've made. And then you're like, I'm feeling good. And then you buy some of the leggings and you sell them and they congratulate. And you're like, this feels good. And then lo and behold, yeah. the, end of the episode realizes you're out millions of dollars and it's a pyramid scheme that I didn't appreciate that about the church, too. It was never just like, dude, we're having a blast. Come down. Come on down if you wanted to check it out. It was a very go get people and bring them in to us go get them as it as like i as a 13 year old have to go get another 13 year old what the fuck do i know about anything that like my life's in shambles but they like me same thing they like me like they they knew how to build me up so like yeah i'll be a warrior for you guys and go find some uh, i know just every every troubled kid knows another troubled kid i'm like yeah i'll grab dave dave's a goofball like he'll come down yeah and now before you know it like you know the exact crowd because i i've talked about their thought about this before i think it's like a low self-esteem troubled kid thing i think any very healthy kid with a high center of self-esteem who wasn't familiar with religion if was they were brought into that type of church right away would be like this is weird as hell take it easy <laughs> like yeah <laughs> uh, thank you for having me out well, thank you for having me. the coffee is great no, i'm good man i'm it's, like it's the allure of friendship but yeah the friendship always has it's, it's always got strings attached to it and like yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be your friend i mean it's not conscious it's not something that people are 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 consciously doing because they want to trap people it's yeah but it's always like this yeah like this is a great place to meet people it's a social group and you get to you know meet other families and other parents and all of that kind of stuff but there's never seems to be any real meaningful friendship at the end of it it's always yeah. just Build the group. Build the group. Say, much, build the group. Much like any other pyramid scheme, our our, our major activities in, include going to get more family. Like it's it is this one, you know, the thing. And there were all these kids who were like impervious to it. like the like. So your thing, like, if your parents were heavily invested in the church and stuff like that, you probably would have just ended up showing up, even though you didn't believe in it anymore. Like you kind of felt on the outs, but like I feel like it. With like the families who had kids who were very heavily part of the church and their kids were in the youth group. It was like, they're going to be there every Sunday. They're going to show yeah. up for youth group most of the time because that's what their parents want them to do. But like they kind of have this developed. No, okay. I also want to preface this by saying 
uh, I think there is a healthy way to do religion. And I think that like you, if you're one of those, you can be one of those kids who goes, yeah, I'm into this and then stays into it. And that's fine. But there are also these kids who had like a health help. They, they were, they had a healthy sense of self. Uh, they kind of like a, in that they were able to yeah. be like, this is who I am. I'm here. And that's fine. I love, I love the phrasing you used about healthy sense of self. I, I, like all those kids, if you're like a healthy sense, would be like, "Hey, hey, who are you?" And they go, like, "I'm Casey," or "I'm, I'm Sam." And they go, but those kids like, oh, you're like, well, I'm a Christian." That's like comes before you or whatever the 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 proverbial you or what that would mean. Uh, and also in terms of like kids that are heavily in it that stay in it, it's not only the sexuality thing too. This is, uh, man, what. I mean this truly what a time specifically for you to to host this podcast considering what's going on I most mostly as an adult was concerned how the church takes advantage of kids in the following ways like again it makes you feel bad they always turn out weird sexually it just messes with their lives they uh, they all have real uh, not all that's a bad term some a uh, too many have always weird dynamics uh between men and women there's a, a way too much of the subservience expected and like these weird especially given the the current our generation's current uh rise of like you know me too stuff where it's like you know women are like no we sure, don't sure. like that and the bible is like no you do you know yeah. like you 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 too but the thing that's your sin nature yeah, hey, you know how your, uh, your husband just died? Well, now you have to fuck his brother. Is that fine? Yeah, exactly. Well, we're actually yeah. not asking. So just go ahead. The tents. Yeah, let me re- it on your way in. Let <laughs> me rephrase that. What we meant was this is Jeff. Uh, but the, the crazy thing to me has been watching the, the thing I didn't expect, which is, dude, I the amount I'm blown away by the amount of friends that I old old friends that I have back home that and I say friends in the way that we all have, which is like people that you don't talk to anymore but you don't hate that you check up on facebook i go like oh they're doing good who uh their religion has pushed them into some insanely unhealthy covid stuff like anti-vaxxing stuff i never would have thought of that pre-pandemic because why would i think of that that opened up a whole new level of anger at religion for me the amount of people who i thought they were joking because it was such a the onion level hilarity i thought i was like oh this is no one really say this but just being like i don't need the vaccinations of man if i've been washed in the blood of christ and i was like what oh no uh you yes you do like so that really (laughs) really re the last couple years has really re-angered my uh, uh anger at the church in that specific way because i agree with you i do think there's a healthy way to do it and i know a couple kids actually as adults who are like uh, when I go through rough times, this book, the Bible, and my faith helps me. And I go, great, that's a great way to look at it. They're not like any of the weird stuff we're talking about. But man, that has re-angered my, if you take a child who's getting information from uh, the news going, there's a virus that could kill you, and we will give you a solution to it for free. Uh, you get this, it's for free, and it helps you to go, no, we don't listen to that because it is anti-religion for whatever reason. The Bible says that this is, or you're actually not even the Bible. What makes me even more mad is, let me rephrase my sentence. Not the Bible tells me this. It's mega church leader so-and-so 
who got on stage from a, a church that streams to a million of people online and adamantly went, do not get this thing. And they went, you got it. I love you. Yeah, yeah. And now are, are passing away at record speed. Yeah. I think part of what the problem is, is so there are healthy ways to do all of this, right? But the churches that we had, that I had experience with, sounds like you had experience with, you don't have casual churchgoers very often yeah. in those settings because it's against, to be a casual churchgoer is against the grain. And part of what, whether we're talking about pyramid schemes or, uh, you know, these heavy right religions and stuff, part of what they're selling and part of what makes it all work and keeps the flock circled up is they're also selling a sense of identity. Like you get to be a part of this community. You know, people don't join pyramid schemes because the numbers make sense. Yeah. They join like pyramid schemes because you get to go to these big sales conferences and meet other people like you and you guys are all kind of friends, but you're really, you know, you're you're also there to try to lure more people in and stuff. I mean, my wife did uh there was a point like early on in our marriage where, you know, she got invited to a Mary Kay conference. Sure. And went to a couple of events. And you know what? Some people make a living off of Mary Kay and that's great, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a whole lot of people that go there because it's almost like a social event and then they get drawn in by the, the you know, the allure of being a part of this, you know, a little part of this big hole. Yeah, and before they know it, they have a closet full of Mary Kay that they're underwater on. Can't get I rid saw, of it. I Shut saw up. the... I saw the... <laughs> <laughs> I saw the best post a couple of days ago. There's a, a couple Reddit forums I follow. And one of them, like I call a follow a couple financial ones. And one of them is like a crypto kind of based one. And uh, somebody just wrote in there straight up went, you know, I'm pro- well aware I'm not going to make a lot of uh, make any money here and I'm going to lose my money. He goes, I think I just like talking to you guys. <laughs> and I was like, and somebody else just went, oh, this is yeah, this is just Mary Kay for dudes. Like the the odds I make a million dollars on Dogecoin are zero. I really just like that you guys are all awake on Reddit at the same. Like, hey, I got like I my don't buddies. need this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you started drifting, when you were like, that was it. Like you you say oh, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, maybe you shouldn't come back. And then that was it for you, huh? Yeah, man. And that was it. And there was some really uh, angry years after that and it wasn't I, I really i mean this i really appreciate the way you two approach this thing because i get very very bored with people who there's so many reasons to make fun of religion and we're doing it now in the good way but uh i think it is really lazy punching down when people just make fun of anyone who has religion where they're like <laughs> christians and you're like dude shut the fuck up and like like nothing nothing is lazier or more irritating to me than like a sometimes Ricky Gervais or, uh, or uh, Bill Maher where they're like, who's dumb enough to have religion? And you're like, very cool. You're being very edgy and very cool right now. Shut up. Bill um, Maher. I'm actually <laughs> blown away by the fact that he still has his show. I forget he exists. And then he says something so dumb that makes headlines. And you're like, Oh, people still watch Like how I don't, I would like, I'm actually curious as to how many people watch him because yeah. like, not to derail. I, yeah, I'm also, or, no, I'm also curious what that demographic like, is. Some sort of like political weird juxtaposition between him and Rogan, but Rogan's always getting like, and 
whatever, reasonably so in my opinion, but he, people are mad at him for the dumb shit that he says or the way he doesn't push back on dumb shit. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But Bill Maher is also really, really shitty all the time. Yeah. And like, I mean, how, when, I remember when not too long ago where he just like full blown, just dropped the N word. Like it was a joke in a, in a yeah, joke. He, and he, also, and they were just like that, that made headlines for like a day or two. And then they're like, yeah. okay, we'll move on like, because you're liberal. <laughs> I like when Bill Maher, my, my favorite Bill Maher thing is, uh, uh, he's no one's is like his out of the blue hot takes because no one's giving him attention. Like it'll be silence. And all of a sudden it's like, Bill Maher says Marvel movies aren't movies. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just sitting there and you're like, like his, like he said that, like I picture like Bill Maher was like, uh, Marvel movies aren't movies. And he said that at home and his wife was like, dude, I don't give a fuck stop and he's like final stand on tv then like uh, i yeah, will yeah. i will be acknowledged but i, I was gonna say like as much of it is it, it is deserve and it, uh i do think it is extremely lazy when people blanket mock this so as i say so i get kind of pushed out or leave and i was very angry but i wanted to be clear I'm not angry at the church and at religion i'm angry at the way the predatory way we're, we've been talking about how it brings people in and how if i don't do that because i was really hurt that uh this lost my entire friend group at once yeah like that well you suck. guys don't you guys don't like music anymore like we can't go see shows that was our big thing we see a show every friday night i was actually really getting uh sad and and um you know, kind of like looking back on health, life in a healthy way, sad. And I was telling you, putting all those ticket stubs in order, just being like, man, these, there was this year's trigger, like, God, we saw some incredible shows. I don't talk to any of those dudes anymore. They all grew up to be a version of the things we labeled today, which is like their guy who turned, even if not in the church anymore, they, uh, they all have insane, weird egos and make big weird posts they're all some of them are anti-vaxxers some of them um are uh um they were talking about the guys who are have weird sin sex is a sin thoughts now and i have that's all bumping around in their head but all of them even though we're all pushing 40 now still retained that thing of if i reached out to them now they would be like no we don't talk to you you are bad like really? I, you you did an infraction like it's still that it's so I was mad at like so mad at that and like this uh, it's, like not mad at religion and the things when it's done well mad at like I guess if it should put it in a real hippie way religion has handled by man like by flawed human beings like bringing into like you know, this I don't know we all just brought us in because this like gives you power you like performing up on stage like b doing a big packed Sunday service is filming an hour-long stand-up special each week you get that you walk on stage and you're like, what's up you know everyone claps oh, they their jokes they're really yeah, exactly. you're doing, your, doing your bits doing yeah. your bits that crush and like so you want to keep that power going that's why you know no, nothing thrills me more and I'm, I'm gonna put words in your mouth and assume the same for you guys but nothing thrills me more now than you know like a new episode of righteous gemstones or something like that where you go like this you have perfectly captured what i was mad at and and that so yeah, so I, I that was really angry for a while, but then uh, had the good, uh, the good, what's the word, uh, outcome to the story, which is then 
moved to Chicago and realized from being in the church and being religious had only met one type of person. So then got to do that wonderful thing in my early 20s where I just moved to a city and went, uh, I would like to meet all the goofballs, please. All the weirdos. I would like to build a lovable group and did assembled like any good comedian assembled quite a crew of wonderful what I would call healthy degenerates or like the what I would say the reverse of the kids I meant they I met in the church which is like very very good on paper but did not actually care for me versus the secular kids I met who are like Dave is a moderate to severe cocaine problem and the only one who showed up to help me move the other day yeah. that's the only <laughs> actual friend like yeah Kevin exactly. steals a lot of things but he also gives you the things he steals he's a good <laughs> good friend uh, met, met their church. dirt bag Robin Hood yeah exactly <laughs> every 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 uh, I remember once and this would sound like a, an insult if I wasn't using their exact words. But uh, my friend Sarah, once who's still one of my best friends, uh, we just talking about how the church actually had been shitty to her. And she just to this group of friends, she literally goes, and this is one of my all time favorite quotes. She goes like, I mean, yeah, I am a whore, but I, I'll have sex with you guys. And we we're like, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> like she's like she's like so she literally is like yeah but like it benefits my social circle like i don't see who it's hurting like you guys like like so she said it, to, it was not all of us this is this one guy they, like they were hooking up and she goes you like having sex with me and he just very calmly goes yes i do <laughs> like, having, a, having a really wonderful time so yeah it was the good yeah like the yeah dirtbag rob i appreciate this good. uh interaction that we have together this is yeah fun. exactly yeah <laughs> or, or or to not even use that term uh, another guy in the group who was he was like yeah i know the church wants to make me feel bad but like i know drug dealing isn't a good job but like you guys get free drugs and we're like well, which by the way thanks again you are yeah. <laughs> like we all we all meant to tell you this is great <laughs> you know well there's there's a problem with circles like uh fundamentalist circles of any variety whether you're talking about politics religion you name it where the most extreme person in the circle sets the pace for everybody else and yeah, i think that there's true. no better way of it of like encapsulating that than like you were, you mentioned christian camps mm -hmm. christian camps are weird not yep. because you're there with weird people like you're there with a bunch of kids like you they're weird because uh, my dad, who's a normal guy, is not taking a week and a half off work to go be a a, a leader at this Christian summer camp. Mm -hmm. It's Terry, the weird yep. guy who doesn't really work, but isn't really in a church and seems to have a strange relationship with two of the dudes there because they're getting into bodybuilding. Like, sure. yep. and he's a photographer and he likes to yeah, oil yeah, yeah. them up. Like, yep. that's the guy that's the leader it's gonna mm -hmm. be weird he's in charge I, yeah i have i've first off hard agree i've said this many times i wish in hindsight i wish steve i wish my dad could have gone to one of these and not because they were doing anything like uh super inappropriate like they're like molesting us in fact i wish you could have gone because it was so light just the basic where he would have been like hey everybody and my dad would have just been like turned to me and been like this is weird as fuck and i would have been like yeah. thank you adult <laughs> thank you and he would have been like this is fucking wild like nah man like they get the uh I, yeah i know for a fact you know they would have been like now everybody we're gonna sing we're gonna do a worship song and my dad would have gone i'm good 
I don't, yeah. I don't want to sing with you. And it's people fun. like that can set the tone. It's so like with like case would say with like the more extreme person sets the tone. Like you go into these spaces and it's just like whoever's standing up there sets the tone. If like people don't get into it, they're like, well, I don't want to be the one not doing it. Like you know, when we had um when we had Christian nightmares on and we were talking about uh we played the clip of the dude who I forget I forget his name. He's got three names and he's a dork and he's like yeah, sexist. Mm-hmm. And he just like makes his joke about like how not every woman can look like Melania Trump, blah, blah, blah. Like women shouldn't wear sweatpants to Walmart. He's just being a shit bag. Sure. Like yeah, they're all just edge lords. Yeah. You can, yeah. Yeah. And you can almost sense the discomfort in that room. Like not everyone in there was along for the ride, but nobody was going to be the one to be like, fuck this. I'm out. Like they all just like, ha. Uh, and that's like, by the way, that, that, keep, that, that keeps it going. That sets the baseline. That I think uh, I have uh, when when this ends, I'm going to forward you guys along. You guys got to have my buddy Dean on Dean. uh, Dean had the good. We've talked many times. Dean had the good version of religion. Dean is uh, black. He's an actor. He's out here. And he many times I'll tell him stories and he'll go, man, all it would have taken was one black parishioner. He's like, because he grew up. He grew up. he grew up in the South and I thought about it. And I was like, they are always heavily white. He grew up in the South with like a Baptist. Like he, the way he describes it, he's like everything you see in the movies is like, it was that in the best way, like supportive and, and, and uh, the singing. And like, it was just this normal thing. And like, he's like, he's like any of those, you know, three names, someone being like, it's a woman's job just to be subservient. He would have been like the fuck, you know, from the back, like <laughs> we just stood up and been like, nah, thanks man. Or he's like, he said, what were we watching? It was one of the, um, uh, Got my I can't, can't pull names tonight either, but um, uh, there's a like a one of the mega church people uh was in the news. He had said something, and he he we were uh we saw the someone's looking at their phone and held it up and like read this news thing. And we were at lunch, and Dean was like, he just very calmly goes, "My mom would have beat that dude's ass." <laughs> she's like, she's like, she's like, just his she, he goes, just his fucking face, like his smug, <laughs> shitty face, like or the use the Melania thing. He's like, if, if if we had been in church and they were like, not everyone can be as be- beautiful as Melania. He's like, she's like my mom would have beat his ass, like just walked up on there and taken the mic and been like, explain what you just said. Yeah, like, <laughs> like shut the fuck up, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it's right. a particularly it's one- honestly, like it's a particularly white evangelical problem like and that's why when you know with the polls at the end like a lot of times we've i try to be specific when talking about evangelical christianity and its effects on us by prefacing it with like white evangelical christianity because if you split it between white and black evangelicalism it's literally like i mean it it's polar opposites when it comes to like voting demographics social issues on just about everything it's because Uh, the extremist uh black conservatives are jehovah's witnesses and they don't vote yeah <laughs> that's what it is i just figured the, that out <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if they have that many is that what's their numbers like on uh, the um they have a big uh a big black congregation interesting just one yeah just one okay but oh, it's i don't know i don't know anything about this <laughs> but uh We're i do I, making up I, statistics i do know um I do. I haven't thought of this in years. I remember there is a a lot of like, you're right. A lot of the, the, a lot of these things, especially in the Midwest are very like are very white. And when you look out at the big mega churches, it is just a sea of, of the, the cliche blonde white woman and the the guy. And I know you can, we can all picture him. I know the haircut the guy has and the whole thing and the, the, the perfect amount of kids and the the golden retriever. And they're, they're what is the perfect amount of kids. Anyway, I believe it's a two, one, 
two are about the same height and there's one smaller one there's one that's just raised perfect no that and, is perfect. Uh, perf- perfect soft hair yeah you know that's exactly the, the family i'm describing but i i when i think back on that now there so many of those words are interchangeable where they would just be like a lot of key about you know like keeping it the religion clean and pure it's it's i don't know if on purpose uh but it's, it's a very easy white powery overlay to like what you consider clean and good and simple in the church is the 1950s version of it you are describing a nuclear uh family family it's interesting i said uh nuclear right and then fuck up family but then like you, you what you want is is what you're describing is basically let me put it into other words is you want this sin out of our community what you want you want is let you want it to stay clean and white and good and and quiet purge it of cultural influence exactly because white's not a culture and listen before we get then explain blink 182 okay (laughs) then what if whether I've said this before. I want to make T-shirts that 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 say uh, if if uh, if there is no white culture, then explain the warp tour. But like like a tongue in cheek, like well then what? <laughs> and where did I go one day every summer for seven years? <laughs> I uh, just to call back to you talking about the nuclear family. I still can't. I still struggle if I'm thinking too much about it. Ever since George Bush. I, I mm-hmm. still fuck up mission nuclear and nuclear. So mm-hmm. he he accomplished mm-hmm. his mission of forever ruining my ability. Fool me once, shame on Recall the right pronunciation. What was the only He's like, he can't fool me a third time. <laughs> fool me twice and uh, not, not going to fool me again. What's my, I think my favorite, uh, my favorite Bushism, he was at a literally, legitimately at a literary conference and he g- gets up there and he goes, too seldom often it is asked, is our kids reading? And, and that's how we that's how we started the speech. And they remember you were t- it's great. Remember you were talking earlier if one person would have just spoken up, you can find the video online. Everybody behind him, his like the people that write his speech, they all go, Oh fuck. Like they're just like I'm not gonna oh, correct this guy. Why, why do you why do you have speechwriters of like, God damn you, God you <laughs> motherfucker? You were weren't you reading a teleprompter? Yeah, exactly. Maybe not in that situation. Did him a disservice. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, yeah. I know you gotta, yeah. you gotta, I know pack we gotta, it up, gotta, but I do. Dude, it's it's right. been great to meet you. I, it really has been great to meet you guys. I meant the, the the thing I said at the beginning of the show. The uh, you are, I believe the phrase you are doing the Lord's work is what I believe the phrase is. And I hope you have Praise merch me. that says that says doing the Lord's work with your podcast logo at the top. But um, yeah, so many the the thing the thing I'll say this to wrap it up. The thing that bothers me the most out of all the things I've listed today is there isn't there very rarely any sort of comeuppance or acknowledgement uh, or apology for these kids that are twisted up by religion sent into the world about to have a very rough time based on the things they've learned. And then for the rest of the time, they gaslight themselves. Not even other people do. They, for the rest of their lives, will be like, that stuff stays in your head. They go, something bad happens. And they go, it's probably because I'm bad. It's probably because I'm so sinful. They, go, they, they desire sex and they, then they go, it's because I'm disgusting. And they do all these things. So when I see things like your podcast and things out there, 
uh, I le- legitimately, there's been more than once I've listened to something and I've gone, ah, that's what I was saying. And I point at my radio, like point at my phone <laughs> to no one. I go, I fucking knew it. So it is, <laughs> it is the, the, it's important that people get the validation that A, they are not alone. And again, for the millionth time repeating it today, that no one is saying religion itself is bad, but in the way that it can be executed, it it is, you guys are really doing something wonderful to to have an opportunity for someone to go like, oh, maybe I'm not a psychopath. Maybe I'm a regular, healthy human being who just had some thoughts. And when I was eight, someone goes, oh, that's because you're awful. And you went, great. Well, I'll stew on that for 45 years until I have, I have no bearing of, you know, what's good. Maybe, you know. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's my, uh, my pleasure to have met both of you guys. Yeah, man. Thanks, dude. I appreciate hearing that. I, do you, I don't know if you want to. Dir- I know you kind of cut off instagram i don't know if you want to direct I, yeah i'm just i'm taking an instagram like break just till uh just till april for my mental health but uh i'll be back when when i am back uh i'll um have you guys plug everything for me but it's just my it's it's at uh it, i'm on instagram and most fun sam and then uh twitter is just sam kiefer k-i-e-f-f-e-r and um yeah i'll have my own little podcast things coming out and and uh oh sweet yeah what are you working on what's your i I am i've been excited to say this because they're two very very unrelated things one uh i'm i'm bipolar and the way that often keeps me from creating art because i I can't make up my mind on something so i decided to do two things one my girlfriend and i audrian uh are doing a little podcast thing where uh because she is uh has borderline personality disorder where we take questions and then first we answer them how we would which is in the most unhealthy way like of what our brain offers up to be like we'll set the house on fire right and then we take both (laughs) of our answers to an actual psychologist and therapist and be like oh and learn the correct way what you would do if someone ate or if an employee if one of your coworkers ate your lunch at work and my girlfriend's like we'll make sure he can never eat again and i'm like we'll quit your job and move out of state then we take both of those things and move so that one is like even though it's fun at first also is very serious and then one other thing i'm doing uh which is the truly most psychopathic thing i've ever done uh is just about uh sexuality and how it is everywhere and in that podcast is called everything is come if you think about it everything is come so explaining how food and candy deep down so yeah both of those i can't wait till you make shirts yeah i know i know my goal my goal my goal is to, if I really do it right, uh, when people reach out and they go, where can I listen to it? I go, nowhere, because no one will host it. And I, <laughs> I can't, I have, I have all this media that um, I can't do anything with. Type in yeah. everywhereiscome.com. And if you do any one of those letters wrong, you were going to get some fucked yeah, up you, shit in your eye. You go on a list <laughs> that you cannot get up. But the, here's the thing. I'm already on that list. So great. We'll meet you there. <laughs> Man, uh, by the way, well, I 100% send an invite. I, uh, religion is absolutely common. I would love to talk to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We're, we're here for it all the time. All right, everybody. Well, on behalf of me and second most fun Sam, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time.